BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey, everybody. This is Lisa from BeastNet Podcast, and today we're talking to Aaron. He's with More Hearts Than Scars, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, uh, with More Heart Than Scars, obviously, it's an uh, amazing story there. Um, one day, um, I was so frustrated at a race, and I've known about More Heart Than Scars for a long time, um, but I've never really got to know them. Because all I see is a bunch of people clapping and a bunch of people happy. And um, I was an elite runner and I was always training and I I didn't care about nothing but a podium this whole time. And one day I was having a very bad race. I mean, I was there. And one of the other elite ladies, um, when they caught up to the heat pack, um, she slipped off of the vertical cargo. And I put my arms around her and I grabbed her so she wouldn't fall. And I sat there and I'm like... And then a ref decided at this at this race that um, that was considered helping. So they wanted to penalize both of us. And it that, that one little discussion with that ref threw me completely off. The rest of the race, I really didn't care about. Oh. Um, and I trained for months for this race. And I was so discouraged at the end of that race. I was just overwhelmed with just emotions. And I looked to the right. And all of a sudden, I see Aaron Tucker and his dog, that Archer, that I just love. And then I see I see Erica in her chair being lifted up over the commitment line. And I just sat there and I was like, I want that. That's I want awesome. that. I want to be that person. I don't care about a podium. What am I thinking? I've had this all wrong this whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, Aaron started with more heart than scars and I have been on fire ever since, um, between helping companies build obstacles, um, helping companies actually engineer and design obstacles to taking it a step further with Joey. And, um, I've got a new connection here in Florida cause I'm in Florida called Trinity fitness. They're a nonprofit, very similar to more heart than scars. And they're also certified to actually train and help adaptive athletes. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Very awesome, right? So me and Joey have been in direct communication about my race that I opened up a race label called OCR Overloaded or OCR Overload. And (laughs) my goal for this race in Jacksonville, um, it's right outside of Jacksonville, is after the elite wave runs, I am taking all of my rigs and I'm lowering them for athletes like Erica and athletes that have troubles, athletes that have trouble walking, that they don't have to be put up on their shoulders. They can actually reach up in their chair and do that as is, much as they really can. That is phenomenal. Yeah. Yay. That's and great. So, yeah, it, uh, going up, building the rigs um, at the headquarters of More Heart Than Scars. Um, really opened my eyes to a whole new world of athletes. I mean, let's face reality here. We just had an athlete, not with more heart than scars, but with Down syndrome, past the Ironman. I saw that. That is so inspiring and amazing to me. Like, yay. Finally, right? Yes. I mean, if that don't get you worked up to stop having self-greed 
about yourself and your own abilities, I don't know what will open you up. Right. Totally. Yeah. So it just completely amazes me. Um, I took a, I took a call a while back when uh, more hard than scars, you know, we did the deal with sober Spartans. Yes. Yes. I, I, I mean, I get goosebumps even talking about it now. Um, I had a lady reach out to me about her neighbor. Um, He relapsed and he was really, really bad. And she didn't know what to do to help him. And because he's already gone to treatment, he's already done this. He's already done that. And I called Joey and I'm like, Hey, I need your help with this. And the first thing he said was, we need to contact Amanda and Jessica from Silver Spartan so they can get involved in the, in the thread to actually help in this gentleman. Yeah. Um, and again, the, the OCR community, you know, this guy now since the race and he didn't come to the race, but he did it with Brittany who is actually in North Carolina. Um, they walked to 5k together. Um, I checked on him yesterday, sent him a text. He said he still has not had one beer since his last relapse. That I is mean, incredible. That's again, incredible. Um, OCR, you know, we yeah. have an opportunity to help so many different people, um, people that suffer from depression, anxiety, PTSD, um, people who have physical limitations. Yes. Um, but a lot of people have physical limitations because they hear all the time, you can't do that. You can't do this. And my company that I'm launching, thanks to a lot of the support that I've had within the OCR community, this company is OCR overload for a reason. Obstacle course overload. Um, working through Spartan as a builder, working with Savage as a builder, I realized something. You could have 25 obstacles in a 5K race. Out of those 25 obstacles, you're going to have people with limitations that are not going to want to do the op- a certain amount of obstacles, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. the more obstacles you have, the better opportunity you have of them actually completing and trying at least 50% of your obstacles. So we're working with Joey on making sure that the adaptive athletes, everything from making sure we got harness hookups, rope hookups, not just limited to, you know, throwing somebody on your shoulders and letting them do in the rings. Yeah. No, finding a way for them to do the rings. That's to me, somebody who has been told they can't, climb a rope a rope so you're getting it set up so that they can climb a rope which yes. that's absolutely incredible that's enabling everybody who hasn't been able to physically like you said do the rings on their own now they get to find that freedom and that accomplishment of being able to do the rings or the rope and everything that's absolutely that's incredible so think of it think of it like this and this is how i think of it because it's dear to my heart um you take a you take a person that has um, autism in, in their life, and yeah. you give them an opportunity to be free. And and I'm gonna quote Erica on this: <laughs> that just wants to go in the mud and play with their friends. Okay, yes. you give them that little bit of freedom. It's going yes. to change the outcome of their whole week, of their whole month, and possibly their whole life. So my I'm in design work right now. I've got an architect that's working on this with me. Um, the rope climb. Yeah. I want to put a full body harness and a certified actual rescue operator. I was in the fire department and I know I got a few of them out there that are just biting at the chomps to do this Yeah, uh, on the rope climb. So somebody comes up 
you know, and somebody's like, you can't do that. Oh yeah. They can watch this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> There's a full harness there. There's a rope already attached, you know, they yeah. can believe yeah. they got them and they go up. I mean, what other company is going to be able to offer that? I can't think of any, any company. Like I don't see, not to say that at some point that they wouldn't, but I don't see Spartan doing that because, you know, it's all about like grit and, you know, being tough and pushing past things. And there's just, for some people, there's certain limitations that they can't exactly push past them just because of, you know, whatever's gone on in their life. There's that physical limitation that you can't get past a certain physical limitation. So that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. And something that is desperately needed in the OCR community. Um, because you're starting to see more and more adaptive athletes come in. You're starting to see people who, like you said, they're dealing with addiction. They're dealing with depression and anxiety and PTSD. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services Wall and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. You find a spot in OCR that you don't see in a lot of other sports is everybody is very, um, it's a community. It's, they're opening up and they're reaching out and say, hey, you can do this. We can help you. And you may not see that in the elite heats and stuff, but when you're in the open heats, like anytime you turn around, you see people helping each other. So this is absolutely incredible to give that extra freedom and accomplishments to the people with more physical limitations. That's, it's amazing. Well, and that's the whole thing, you know, when I, I, I know a lot of elite runners that have stopped. I was um, asked at the uh, Charlotte race. um, No. Yeah. Charlotte race. Why I stopped, why I don't have it in me. And I sat there and I'm just like, buddy, I, I have it in me more now than I had before. Um, my last 5K time that I did was 20, uh, 24 minutes and some 2443 or something like that. I'm 42, year, 42 years old. I'm diabetic. I got uncontrolled diabetes and I can still run a 5K in 25 <laughs> minutes. I think I got it in me. Yeah. But it's not what I want. There comes a time when you realize what your self worth really is and getting rid of that selflessness, getting rid of that greed of, you know, of, I'm going to, I'm just going to say it. Um, I know I'm going to catch a lot of heck for this. <laughs> getting away from the podiums, you know, yeah. Uh, getting get away from it. You know, I don't have a problem bench pressing 275 pounds. I don't have a problem running, but when I reach down and I grab somebody's hand and I help them up a wall, it, it, it amazes me. Um, we did the scenic city mud run. Um, Julie did an awesome job with that. And I was up front. Um, Elizabeth was to my left. Beth was to my right. We were walking up. Um, I think Michelle was pulling Erica and Joey was on the brakes and the rest of the team was just kind of like, you know, like we triangle up Yeah. and there was uh, kids and they were stuck in them. I mean, these kids were stuck in the mud. They were carrying their shoes. And I grabbed one hand from one and I grabbed another hand from the other. They both of the kids looked at me and were like, thank you. I'm like, it's not a problem. Ain't this fun? (laughs) (laughs) And I remember uh, uh, Beth said, now that is a guy who's no longer in this for himself. Yeah. And it, you know, it surprises me that more people 
um, are jumping away from podiums. Uh, There's a lady that I know, her name's Amy. She passed me a couple times in, um, I want to say it was the uh, uh, National Series in Jacksonville. She passed me twice. Oh, wow. She passed me again and she went off and hit the podium um, in the women's division. And I I remember she reached out to me um, probably six months ago and she goes, hey, I need a I need a virtual running partner. I'm like, I'm the wrong one. <laughs> but she um when when we started talking you know she started looking up more heart scars.org and she she said hey i get it now i get it i get why you still go to the gym you know four or five times a week i get why you have you know exercise equipment at your house now i get why you're always running these athletes are dependent on to help them have freedom and have the ability to actually accomplish things that they were told they can't do. Yes. Safely. That's, 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 it's, it's the truth. A hundred percent, the truth. Um, I, for myself, I started noticing, it was probably a year or so ago, more and more adaptive athletes, more and more people that, you know, it, you could tell it took all their courage just to get off the couch, buy that ticket yeah. and get to the race. Um, I know like with my team, like with uh, pretty Mike and with brother Don, you know, we see people yeah. out there that are just struggling and it's it, all it takes is just a, Hey, you are doing so good. You got this, keep pushing. Yes. And you could just kind of see them like their shoulders come up a little bit. They get a little bit of a smile and they're like, thanks. <laughs> it's like, of course you got this. And that's like one of the best feelings of the race is when you can see you kind of just, you made somebody be like, okay, I am doing okay. I'm doing good. I've I've got this. And I love seeing that. I love seeing people like on the walls, you know, you see somebody struggling, you just turn around and say, Hey, here's my hand. I got this. I can help you. Um, I had a gentleman, I still have no clue who this guy is. My friend says she could probably pick him out of the crowd if she heard him doing burpees. (laughs) (laughs) We were in Kimberly, BC and I it was a struggle bus, like a struggle bus. And this guy saw me walking up a hill and I was like starting to fall down, fall back. And he grabbed my hand and said, I got you. And literally like drug me and pulled me up the hillways. I'm like, I kind of need to wait for my friend who's back there, but it was just enough to get me to still want to do it. Still no idea who he was, but that moment was what helped push me through that race. And that's, it's amazing to see, and it's amazing to be a part of more heart than scars. I can't wait till I could come out and race with you guys to be a part of that because it's so incredible to me. Um, we need it's more a whole of it. different, it's a whole different world. Um, I've gone to races where, um, uh, Asheville, for example, um, I love that race cause you're up in the mountains is a very beautiful scenery, but nothing can, can ever can test. Uh, we did the Hilda event um, in Jacksonville. Um, it was a small group. It was me, Sarah, uh, Carolyn, um, and a few others, um, mind blank. And we had, we we're on the beach in Florida, OCR on the beach. It oh, wow. was, oh my gosh, it was amazing. So Dan, the owner, and by the way, um, I got a code for everybody for his next race. He's uh, oh. not. Oh, sweet. Um, So I'm going to plug him into this real quick. Um, (laughs) Beastnet, uh, for the next beach race that Dan puts on, 
Um, you can get a 20% off discount code for that. But um, our race was canceled, obviously, in uh, Mississippi. Yes. So this race came up, and I was like, it's a home race, and it's in Jacksonville. It's like an hour from my house. I'm nice. so going to this. <laughs> I, I went to, you know, we went to the race and James was there and James's daughter was there. My son Parker was there, my 10 year old. Um, and we get to the beach, right? We're like, and I'm just looking and I'm like, oh my gosh, the sun's rising. You see nothing but ocean and you see these massive rigs and you're like, I'm on the beach. I'm about to do a 5k and play on obstacles. Shut the front door. That's like a dream. <laughs> that is yeah. so awesome. And, um, of course, you know, I'm 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 decked out, you know. I got my hair spiked up, I got the longer, you know, longer beard going, and I'm in my kilt, you know. Yeah. And, you know, being the only male there in a kilt versus when you're with the team and you got Joey, Zach, all and yeah, uh, everybody else in, in their kilts, you know, kind of felt a little awkward, but all <laughs> I could think about was, um, I'm here, somebody is going to need help and I'm going to help them. Um, so going back to what you're saying, you know, about coming to race and things of that nature, yeah. it is such a complete different experience. Um, from going out there, not taking anything away from my friends when I when I do a race with my friends or a five k or anything like that. Yeah. But when you're out there, I mean, people um, people you don't know walk up to you and you're like, "Hey, AA Ron, how you doing?" I'm like, "Hi." They're like, "I finally get to meet you." I'm like, "Awesome!" You know, they start talking about posts. You know, and yeah. how are you always so positive? How are you always on fire? Um, how do you always find the strength to do this, 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 and this? And and I sit there and I, and I literally just want to introduce him to Erica. You know, I want to introduce yes. him to I want to yes. introduce him to Joey, to Paul, to to my buddy. We call him Juan, but he's not. He's like Scott Jose or something like that. He, <laughs> there's no telling. Erica would have to tell you the story on that one. But it, uh, it, it amazes me because you want to introduce him to them because yes. they are the reason um we were in uh, the scenic city and this lady comes up to me and um i immediately got goosebumps and chills and i'm like whoa, whoa let me get joey for you so i go and get joey come to find out that this lady has a daughter um she saw us on the course her daughter um has a very similar injury to erica and was like what do i have to do to get my daughter to get motivated to come out and try something like this and I'm like, I got just people to talk to. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and, and you'll get that, you know, when you, when you, when you're out there with the team, um, everyone's staring at you. Everyone's just like in Oz, you know, I'm sitting out here on, um, on a rope or a cargo net reaching down and everyone's like, is he going to grab that girl in the wheelchair? And I'm just like, I ain't grabbing you, Erica. You wanted this. You got to climb. <laughs> 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 You know, and then when she gets to the top and she turns around and she's like, yeah, you know, yeah, makes it all worth it. Because the next thing you know, it's you get the real thrill of what you're there to accomplish as a team. Yes. Um, we have a lot of team members that uh, don't want to do the physical um, muddy grit is what we call it in Spartan. Yeah. But when you when you turn around. And then you look and they're like grabbing the rope, you do a rope climb. You're like, 
<laughs> you know, um, yeah. you know, anything simple, like even, uh, even watching Erica do the tire flip with Joey and me, you know, yeah. uh, um, so amazing. We had a, a special visitor that same race. Um, his name is Seth. Seth is a little child. Um, he was in a, he's in a wheelchair. Um, we did the monkey bars with him. Oh, and awesome. To, to this day, um, the story is he loves Spider-Man. So next year during the scenic city, I'm going to come out wearing a full adult Spider-Man uniform and I'm going to stand on the rig and I'm going to jump off and I'm going to grab him and I'm going to say, let's go. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah his name cry. is. <laughs> that is so it's, awesome. Uh, those are the things that you get when you when you when you walk and you open your eyes and you just like I said, it's a whole a whole different world from what I was in before. Yeah. Um, so with yours with OCR um overloaded, like what do you when do you plan on do like when's your like race date? Like do you have that set yet or are you still kind of in yes. the building nope. mode? Uh no, 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 no. I'm <laughs> so far out of the building mode, the kids are gonna have rigs. Oh yes. <laughs> so one thing that I always wondered, why in the world don't the kids have a small miniature version on their race like the adults do? Right. I mean, you know, we we get the sizzle, right? Yeah. We get the big obstacles, the monkey bars, <laughs> the rings, you know, yes. the pipes. Um, you know, we, we get that. Well, how awesome would it be if you're just there and your kids, you know, your eight year old daughter is about to run and all of a sudden you look up and you're like, is that the adults course over there? That rig looks a little small. It looks like an under rig. And then all of a sudden you look and you're like, whoa, 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 let me get my camera. I gotta, I gotta get a picture of this, you know? Um, so no, um, February 6th and July 11th. Um, February 6th is going to be my first race. Okay. Uh, they're being held in the same event in the same motocross facility in Waldo, Florida. And my goal actually is, is very simple. I would love to have representatives from so, uh, Sober Spartans, obviously. Um, yeah. I would love to have the whole team, More Heart Than Scars, come down. Um, but my goal is to really fill it with positive energy. Um, it's funny that you said that a little bit ago because I have this lady that is actually a very good friend of my girlfriend, Sarah. Yeah. It, it, she could be on fire. I mean, you could throw a gasoline on her and light it. She's going to find the positivity out of it. She's that person. <laughs> <laughs> I said to her, I said, I got to have you helping me because there are going to be people that get discouraged. I need you to be the volunteer coordinator because all my volunteers that are at all the rigs, all my volunteers are walking around. I want them to be happy. I want them to be smiling. I want them to, you know, safe with the whole COVID thing, but I want them to interact. I want them to be happy. Um, I watch people at these different races. They volunteer yeah. and I always say, thank you. There's not one volunteer I don't run past or walk past, walk past now, yeah. but there's not one I didn't run past or walk past that I, hey, thank you very much for volunteering. We couldn't do this without you. And it's not even my race, but I'm saying it because I'm a very appreciative of them being there. You know, the water stations, yeah. the rooms, the picking up, you know, spectators, bottles that they leave. Um, I watched a volunteer one time. 
and I'll never forget this. It was in, um, it was at a savage in Georgia. The volunteer actually helped this guy. And I don't know how she did it because she didn't weigh about 80 pounds herself. This guy actually got up a seven foot wall with her. This guy was six foot five and pushing all of 300. Oh my goodness. He looked at that wall as I was coming up and just sat there, shook his head. And I seen him walking away. This little, this little lady, this volunteer goes, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not quitting. You got less than a half a mile. <laughs> and she points, look, you can hear the music. That's the, you're done. You're done there. And I was just like, that's so awesome. So I would, you know, I was like, okay. She goes, no, no, I got him. She goes down. Let's go. And this, this big old boy climbed up her like she was a ladder. She got, oh, there. She, goes, she looked at me. She goes, I don't think I could do that again. Next time. Don't listen to me. Help. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so, um, yeah, so the volunteers, the people that I want, and this is why I really want the whole team to be down there. This is why I really need Silver Spartans to jump on board with us because I haven't met one of them yet that has not been positive, motivated, and driven. Every yeah. single one in that group is so unique, like, like we are, and so powerful that they bring a different approach to OCR. Um, Matter of fact, uh, battle uh, swamp battle is the twenty first actually um, next weekend. Okay. And um, there's a lot going on that people don't know yet about Florida. I'm going to spill the beans real quick. You ready? <laughs> okay. Swamp battle is actually a nonprofit organization, Trinity Fitness, and yes, they take their proceeds from their races. And this this hit me so hard when I actually met them. So Brian and Christian and, and their whole organization, their whole group, they put on two races a year. Every ounce of the proceeds go to Trinity Fitness to pay for people's memberships when they can't afford them because they lost their job or their bills. are Yes. Wow. Um, their race actually is the November 21st. And if anybody has not registered for that yet, Beastnet 20, 20% off. <laughs> Right. That's awesome. Wow. Um, it's even, even better. All three of our race divisions will be working together um, in 2021. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, That's incredible. Is such a small world. Um, between all of us, I think we're, we're looking at 70 standalone obstacles. Um, wow. And we're in, we're in work right now to merge all of us into a unity to where you can race for uh, Hildebrand at a beach. You can go to the nonprofit and race. You can come to my race, which huge, huge proceeds from my race are actually going back to more heart than scars and to Trinity as well. Um, because I love what they're doing in Jacksonville, but um, my race is so unique this year that in 2021, we're going to have the elite runners. We're going to have the open runners. We're going to have the kids with, three of their own life-size rigs like the adults have. Um, and at the end of the race, yep, exactly. And at the end of the race, um, I'm doing a mad ninja dash. Oh, that's great. Um, my rig at the end is actually 16 by 30. And that's nothing but, yes, that's nothing but rings. Um, the rig right before that, is going to be the actual ninja chunks 
the rig oh. before that oh. is a ninja actual wall that you have to scale across. The rig right before that is floating walls. The rig before that is monkey bars. And to top it off, I am working with Dan right now to see if I can actually get his half pipe warped wall for the grand finale. Um, oh my gosh. Wow. So it'll be a quarter mile mad dash. The That's ticket awesome. sales um, for that is going. Um, so, how I have it, how, how I have it on the website um, that you can look at under um, is Mad Ninja Dash. It's $15. $2 for every ticket that goes is going back to More Heart Than Scars. $2 for every ticket is actually going back to Trinity. And the amazing part is, is the rest of the proceeds actually go to the finishers. Oh, that's so, awesome. Uh, yes. Uh, it's called a Mad Ninja Dash for a reason. It's going to be times you're going to have a buzzer you're going to have to hit. I'm really excited about it. They're doing it overseas right now. Um, and most of the OCRs that they're doing overseas actually have a very, um, they either have it, what's called a team challenge, like a team relay, like they have at the OCR world championship. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In which Dan does that, uh, at the, his beach runs at Hildebert. Um, he does it on his beach runs. Uh, matter of fact, Ryan Woods was just, uh, out there and I had the privilege of, uh, actually standing there and talking to him and Heidi. And I just couldn't believe that, you know, Small town, Jacksonville, Florida, beach run. Here's Ryan Woods coming out just to have fun and enjoy himself. And yeah, I mean, just the the amazing part of what OCRs offer to everybody is not just limited to the elite runners. We're focusing on the nonprofits so that we can get them taken care of so that they have the uh, many people don't realize that, uh, you know, Micro came out and did this. I mean, just uh, made Zach cry. I mean, just. I cried watching that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me too. I don't lie. Me too. Um, but people don't realize that how much those chairs cost, how much the harnesses cost, how much the ropes cost, um, how much the bags cost to put everything in that we have to carry as a team. Um, so, you know, the idea is to make sure that we take proceeds from all three divisions and lower our costs for advertising, advertise within the three groups. Um, like for example, the 21st, I'm going to go out and race, but after the race, I've got a tent that says OCR overload. That's right there. Passing out flyers about my race, the 21st. That's awesome. And I think that's, you know? that's needed in OCR too. Like I know with some of the bigger corporations, that's not going to happen. But when you are a smaller race, especially one that, you know, you're nonprofit, you're trying to, you know, do what you need to do for your charity. And it helps when you can promote your race within another race. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it's helping each other out exactly like you said, you know, you're exactly it's advertising within this within the community and you're reaching more people by doing that i have learned so much um the last six months seven months from julie that it's not about an individual it's not about the race it's about the athletes now i've known a lot of directors uh, a lot of race directors and i will say this there was a person that did get hurt it was a small injury, nothing at all. 
I kid you not, while I was there attending to this person, Julie comes flying up from nowhere. Not many race directors do that. No. The, yeah. She actually cares. I learned so much from, from Joey, um, from Erica, uh, from Zach, from Lauren, from Wendy. Oh my gosh, Wendy, I love her. She's amazing. Um, the co-founder with Zach for More Heart Than Scars. Um, yeah. And when you look at these races and you look at what we're doing in Florida, you know, you got beach races, one complete division owned separate company. You got yeah. a nonprofit that just wants to help people. They yeah. just need people to show up to the race. That's all they need because they hold an awesome race. I mean, when I go Facebook live at their race, you're going to, you're going to see, Oh my gosh, where did this race come from? Um, <laughs> no, Brian is, Brian is a nut. He's, He's just like me when it comes to obstacles. If yeah. there's a way to build the obstacle to where somebody can have a wall factor and it's safe, it's going to be built. There's there's no doubt in no doubt in our mind. Um, and then you have these other companies that you know will have fifty thousand dollars to advertise for one race. Well, yeah. Why are your prices one hundred and ninety dollars for a race, anyways? You know, you look at what's going on in the Chattanooga area. You know, their average race is seventy nine dollars. Look at what's going on in Central Florida, $79. But the minute one of these big players comes in, they don't care about the individual. They don't care about the safety and well-being of adaptive athletes in a sense of how are you rigging your obstacles for us to bring all these people into your venue? Yeah. Safety protocol is one thing, but when you are pushing solid numbers because you're at $170, $190 a race. It, it takes that personal um, fortitude out of it. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. Um, I, I love some of the bigger companies. I've It's what I've raced for years just, you know, mm-hmm. because that's what we've had. But more and more smaller local races are trying to – come up and build themselves up and we've been focused and this year was supposed to be a huge push for that was to race local and support all the local races but you know due to the world today all that's been put on hold and I'm looking forward to that chance especially you know this upcoming year to race some of the more local races, the smaller races, hopefully travel to some of the smaller races that are around the country and experience them because I think it's a different, um, you get a different view of the community. You get to see the day-to-day people and yeah, you see some elites, but you really get to see the day-to-day people. You get to see the adaptive athletes and, you know, help them through. And that to me is what OCR is. It's the smaller companies, the bigger companies kind of help bring it more to light, but the smaller companies really are the heart and soul of OCR. Well, and, and what people are pushing for, and, and I love this movement because it is a movement. It's a movement of OCR being strong and not giving up. Yes. Uh, you know, if, if I was to win the lottery, um, I would still be the same person I am today. I would still have the same goal. You know, my yeah. goal, my race I don't have high expectations. I, I, I trust and above to, to allow me to do this. Um, yeah. So I have low expectations of a turnout, but I've got seven rigs plus the monster rig plus things that people have never seen before. 
um, I, I, I follow OCR World Championship a lot because they are yeah. really the innovators of obstacles. Um, and when I look at the different obstacles that these smaller companies actually have, they're the exact same as the bigger companies. Yeah. You know, there, there's not much of a real difference. Yeah. Um, where I believe we're going to in the direction of this new movement with OCR Strong is not only if you call me, do I have, you know, 12 walls and a slip wall and everything else. Yeah. But somebody else is going to have somebody else. I almost purchased 20 radios um, with headsets. Um, number one, I want my runners to be safe. Yes. So if something happens, I want to have communications throughout the whole course, not just limited to a medic, not just limited to a couple of volunteers and, you know, a safety runner. No, I want everybody. Well, I was told not to because somebody's got me. Yes. Another OCR company said, don't worry about it. I've got 20 plus radios with headsets. Don't waste your money. Wow. Races don't overlap. You got them. Wow. That's amazing. Like what you hear? Make sure and subscribe and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're using YouTube, please click the little red subscribe icon, then click the little bell for notifications of future episodes. And if you could, give us a thumbs up. I mean, that's just completely astonishing. Where else you do that from? And that's about the OCR community. Yes. Helping each other. Which needs to, we need so that. We do. We do. I was, um, this whole, the whole 5K run that uh, More Heart Than Scars did with Silver Spartans. Uh, it was near and dear to my heart because I grew up in, uh, my dad was a very abusive alcoholic. And um, I could never figure out why he liked to beat me and my brother so much. And when this came up, you know, I drove from Florida to North Carolina to be with my team and do it. Because I knew where I needed to be. I needed to be with my team. Especially if I was going to do um, something to represent more heart than scars and actually help push a movement for sober Spartans. Um, It was very near and dear to my heart. And I think that's one of the reasons that I love that group so much is because that like more heart than scars, you know, we're not afraid of our PTSD. We're not afraid of our bipolar disorders. We're not afraid of depression. Um, everyone that I've met from Silver Spartan, they're not afraid to admit, hey, life was really rough for me. I was drinking a lot, you know? Yeah. So having the race community be able to be opened up, not only with the obstacles, but with our own emotions to actually really push a company from, you know, the ground up, yeah. rather be with the radios, rigs, or anything like that. It's just it's astonishing. It really is. And it's heartwarming and it gives a lot of hope for the upcoming, not only just the upcoming season, but looking further into the future with OCR and OCR strong is it, it's like a light of, at the end of the tunnel. Like, yes, we're all going to start helping each other, which it's, it's amazing. And I love seeing that that movement is the ball has started kind of small, but it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's so amazing to see happening and to be a part of that's even more amazing. One of the things about you guys that I, I, I just completely love with this podcast is that you get people from all over the U S watching this. 
Europe's, and there are some people that I've seen that are actually in Europe that actually watch your podcast, uh, which is which is amazing. But that's just OCR in general. Yes. You know, um, you're able to press on messages from people, from real individuals, not people that are, and, and I hate to say this, I know I'm going to catch heck for this, <laughs> paper pushers behind a desk that everything looks good on paper until you have to build it. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, real people, real problems, real situations, real help. Yes. Uh, and that's what I love about you guys. You guys just astonish me with the guests that you actually have on and uh, the freedom to actually say what's on your mind and being able to push positive thoughts throughout the OCR community as a general is huge. It really is. And I love, I love the guys, um, Don, Kyle, Mike, you know, they started this podcast and they just added me to it, but they do, they talk to people who are motivating, they're inspiring for talking to more and more race directors like yourself and Julie and kind of getting like the background side of OCR. And I think you're kind we're kind of dropping that curtain down to be like, you know, it's not a big mystery as to what goes on. These people are regular everyday people who want to help and motivate and create a more positive environment. And I love that about the podcast. I love that about the people that we talk to. And, you know, I think down the road, I'd like to talk to more people too, who have had, you know, their journeys and what they've gone through to get to OCR and to get healthier because it is, it's about, about your physical health, your mental health. And, you know, that's a huge thing. And just because we have like the pandemic going on, doesn't mean that we have to stop promoting all of that. Cause I think we need it more and more now being, you know, active more now than ever, because yes. a lot of, and I, um, back in 2014, when I started to really get, really get serious about Spartan racing. Um, I was 260 pounds. Uh, I was told only real men do those competitions is what I was told. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. I had a whole beer moment. Let me tell you. <laughs> I bet. Twenty. Uh, yeah. yeah. It blows your mind. Don't it? <laughs> it does. Um, 2015. I went um, to Atlanta, Georgia and I went to American Endorrier. I failed miserably, but I had fun. Oh my gosh, it was a blast. That's awesome. So much from standing in line for hours. Yeah. <laughs> I could have trained my feet more than my arms. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so my, you know, my journey um, going from that to my PTSD as being a firefighter, and um, people need to know the difference between good mental stability health mm -hmm. and when they really need to get help yes. and OCR provides there are so many people that go to the gym to escape and yes. what we're facing right now is called dormant there's a lot of people sitting dormant and because they don't have the help because they're not getting out yes they're not as active they're sitting dormant and when they sit dormant um, that's when the demons want to attack the absolute most you know the self-doubt comes in you gain yeah. 15 20 pounds during the pandemic you feel ugly you think you're ugly and whatever the situation is with that yeah uh, and it, it more so today than ever is why i believe the podcast and ocr not just here in florida and what we're doing with the three companies 
is what we're trying to reach out to to help people. But um, Julie in the Chattanooga area, um, Chad over there in the Missouri area, there are so many other people that are trying to jump on this movement so that these people, including me and you and everybody else, that we don't sit dormant. Because yeah. if you sit dormant, yeah. then next thing you know, it's a week before we did our last walk. It's a week before we went on our last run. It was two weeks before we went to the gym. Then all of a sudden, you're like, ooh, there's a race the 21st over at the uh, WW Ranch. Over in <laughs> ooh, I can do it. Yeah, that's a really good idea, ain't it? <laughs> I'm kind of guilty of doing that. <laughs> um, you know, the whole dormant thing, I totally understand that. Um, when all this hit, you know, I'm considered an essential worker. I work in the medical field. I've worked the entire time. So my life changed a little bit, but not a whole lot. But, you know, it got hard. I couldn't go out and do things with my friends. I was stuck coming home, not really going anywhere. And Eric and I, uh, she and I connected and um, she has been for the last, oh my gosh, two months almost maybe. Uh, Monday through Friday, she texts me in the morning to tell me to says, good morning, it's time to work out. And it's getting me up and working out every morning. And it's that accountability. And, you know, I'm still waiting to actually see some of the changes happen. But I know that they're happening there. And that habit is forming. And I haven't had that habit for so long. And I'm so thankful for Erica. I'm thankful for for that accountability, because I know it's helped my mental health as well. I'm physically, I'm starting to feel better. And mentally I am too. I struggle with PTSD from trauma and, um, it's a struggle. Like I've had like little things trigger me some big things and having this outlet to still work out. And, you know, even the podcast and speaking to like with Erica, with you, with Julie, it helps so much because I'm still able to be connected with my OCR community, even though I can't physically be with my friends and family in the OCR community. And so it's a huge thing. And I'm hoping that we, as we reach more and more people, they really do see that there is hope. You can get up and keep continuing on. You just have to, it's, you kind of have to dig deep and reach out, like plain and simple, reach out. And there that's will be, yeah, I was going to say that's something that I got from this whole sober Spartan thing. Yeah, I'm used to people. Um, I'm used to people reaching out about PTSD because you go to my Facebook, you can see that I'm not afraid to talk about it. Uh, yeah. I'm not afraid to open the door. Um, not because I don't think the devil's on the other side because I know that, you know, you knock on the door enough. You're going to open yeah. that door. The be there. Yeah. But, um, it's because I have been able to figure out, if I don't sit dormant and I know my triggers and yes. here's the best thing about it. Um, Joey, uh, he knows a lot of my triggers. I've called him many times with all the miles that I've put on this last year um, with the four or five, yeah. five differences um, that I've been a part of and the thousands of miles I've put on my truck. Uh, there's been a lot of bad accidents and there's been a lot of things that have um, triggered people. Uh, yeah. And I'm, so I'm used to I've learned my triggers. So I'm not afraid to talk to people about not sitting dormant and triggers. Um, what I love, and then going back to Sober Spartan, um, their 5K that they did, um, even though it was virtual, I got to tell you, I, that blew my mind when somebody reached out and said, Hey, I need help. And I'm like, You need help. You know, 
this person doesn't know that I look up to them. Why do wow. they, need you know, yeah. uh, but again, that's, that's the, the, the logist of not sitting dormant and that's the logist of reaching out. Um, yeah. I talked to, I talked to Erica. I sent her texts all the time saying, wake up, beautiful. It's a new morning. Um, you know, I send Joey texts all the time, you know, Hey, what are you doing? I'm driving. That's good. Don't, don't text me while you're driving. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, and I sent Julie a message the other day and I was like, Julie, she said, what? I said, Julie, she said, what? I said, Julie, she said, what? I said, Julie, we did it like four or five times, (laughs) you know, and it's just the little things that we, we do. And, you know, I knew who Joey was because of the blind Pete and him being his guide. I never yeah. met him though. I was never, um, you know, introduced to Joey. Yeah. Um, but I've seen him around everywhere. I mean, it, 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 we <laughs> ran into each other at almost every single race that I ever did. He was, he was there. Yeah. And I was, oh, that's Joey. And that's, that's blind Pete. And then, you know, the OCR community, um, this, this is how small it is. I've got a brother and a sister by choice, just with those two right there. Yeah. But I also have a bear named Zach, and I can call Zach at one, two, three o'clock in the morning. He's going to answer his phone. Um, yeah. And Paul, Juan, Kim. I mean, I could just go on with the different names and what OCR means to me in general. Um, but it's, I want people to see what OCR means to me by my actions. Yes. By when everyone around us wants to give up a race and we look at each other as brothers and sisters and we say we have a 99% pass ratio, there's only one race out of, I think, 300. That's um, awesome. We've never been able to finish. And, you know, I look at that and I say to myself, you know, that's the team of people that I want to be around. Yes. And yes. when people look at us, um, and people look at other people and they say, how is he doing that? How is she doing that? You know, that's just when you smile and you let your actions show. And OCR is about actions. It is. OCR is not just about your physical capability. It's about your actions on the course and off the course. Yes. And I want my actions to prove where my mindset is by when somebody sends me a Facebook message at two o'clock in the morning. I may say crap and look at my phone and, you know, who's calling me <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, two o'clock in the morning, but you know, we're going to answer our phone and yes, using that example again of sober Spartan, um, my gosh, you know, if we all did a 5k once a month, you know, um, Southern Spartan, Spartan 40, uh, more heart than scars, Trinity fitness. Um, and the, the list will just go on and on and on. Yeah, but if we all did one just once a month, there's no telling how many people we really could reach. Why we're in the middle of what's called a pandemic? Yes, agreed. Totally agree with you on that. Um, it's interesting, like you know, you're talking about how you reach out to Erica and Julie and everybody. Um, I have an r- amazing friend who she and I have been a part of a team together for years and we've raced a couple of times, just me and her, she has PTSD as well. And we did Dallas, um, two years ago. Yeah. I think Dallas was two years ago for us. And it was two weeks after, um, a major car wreck for me. And I couldn't do a lot of the obstacles just because 
physically I was still hurting really bad, but she kept me going and I kept her going. And I think one of the last races we did together, it was in Seattle, it was cold. And she's like, you know, the festival area is like right over there. And I just kind of looked at her and I'm like, are you seriously trying to casually quit on me right now? She's like, maybe I'm like, you're not allowed to casually quit. So you can just forget that number. And uh, when she went to some other races that year, I would send her voice messages on Facebook and say like, okay, I just want you to know you are not allowed to casually quit. So I'm telling you right now in your head, you can listen to me say you're not allowed to casually quit. And she like got so happy that I sent those messages to her because it's just letting her know casually quitting is not allowed. <laughs> and oh you know, my gosh. that's part of it, just having the, your friends and your family that support you and are willing to be like, Hey, how you doing? Check it up on you. I started doing that more and more through this pandemic. I will message, um, I'll message Jody. I'll message Mike. I'll message random other friends of mine. Hey, how you doing? You doing okay? What's happening? And it's that check-in, like check-in on your friends, check-in yeah. on your race family. And I think it's so important to do. And it needs to continue outside of the pandemic to when life goes back to normal, I guess, still reach out to them because, you know, it's... Was it was it normal before this? Because I don't think it was normal I before this. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't normal at all. But, you know, <laughs> what people call normal, I don't know what that exactly is. But, you know, hey. <laughs> uh, but it's amazing to have people that hold you accountable and are willing to check up on you and be like, are you doing okay? Um, and, you know, like uh, my best friend and I have a thing now. If she says that she's she's fine or she's good. I come back with her. Okay. You're bullshitting me. So what's really going on? Like, she's not allowed to say she's good or she's fine. Like she has to actually say, Hey, this is what's happening today. This is how I'm feeling because you know, it's that, um, you're just trying to cover it up. You know, you're just putting the blanket over like, Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Well, no, you're not. So stop, stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to me. And let's just be real and be honest. Like what you doing, how you doing? And you know, it's good to have people like that in your life that can be like, hey, you're lying to me. How's it going? Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.